1: Hey cuties, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about the things and people that don't get talked about enough or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties. Today on Our Private Bits, we have our very first guest, Kayla Logan, who literally inspires me every single day with her plus-size body positivity and being a queer content creator for over the past five years. She has worked with brands such as Dove, Benefit Cosmetics, and NYX, just to name a few. Want to say hi, Kayla? Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy we finally get to do this together. (laughs) Me too. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm beyond thrilled. Oh, my goodness. Ah, I feel like there is so many things I want to talk to you about (laughs) on this podcast because you are just, you're an inspiration. Oh my and, God, stop
0: it, <laughs> flattery Look at you everywhere. <laughs> oh, good,
1: good. But like, it's kind of funny, but I want to start sort of this conversation in the beginning because, you know, we're kind of like newer friends, which mm-hmm. is kind of exciting. We ended up like moving or, well, I guess we both wound up kind of in a similar area. Like, yep. I moved out of the city into this like cool little town called Wabishine. Yep. You're in Aurelia, And mm-hmm. then like, I didn't even, you know, I was trying to find community up here. Yep. And then we connected on Instagram and like, I got to admit, I was a bit intimidated by you i don't know if i've ever told you this (laughs) no
0: what hold on tell me everything okay
1: (laughs) you know it was so funny like i think i think it was like your confidence that i found very intimidating like i was like this person is like in their undergarments, in these places, like, you know, all over the world, like, just owning who they are. And, you know, it, it, I think it, like, it really made me, like, check in because it, like, it was interesting. Like, you know how a lot of people, like, project their insecurities You're totally on
0: people? you totally gonna make me cry right uh... now. I'm like, that's so sweet. <laughs> no, okay.
1: but I'm serious. Like, I, you know, I had this sort of moment of, like, of just being, like, wow, this person is incredible she's like making me feel like so many things which are things are also that were uncomfortable too Mm -hmm. that I like needed to like kind of check in with my own self and I was like okay like I hope this person wants to be my friend
0: (laughs) (laughs) I felt the same way about you Uh. I was like I was so nervous and like starstruck when I met you like when you opened the door the first time (laughs) I was like oh my god this person is like goddess in real life. Like I cannot believe I'm meeting them. I cannot believe they want to hang out with me. I was literally having anxiety on the way down. I thought you were so freaking cool. I love everything you do in fashion, what you stand for, the advocacy you're doing with HIV and AIDS. I just, I look up to you so much and I followed you for so long. So the fact that you like are this huge, like queer advocate too. And this like, gorgeous human being and model and like kind soul and you wanted to hang out with me I was like why like like I couldn't comprehend it and that like we're actually becoming friends and I love you so much and I just like I have so much love and value in our friendship Uh, and for the person you are like you're just one of the kindest sweetest souls I've ever met oh
1: my gosh literally Tyler and I feel the exact same way about you it's like we hang out and like you know we go to bed by at like eight o'clock yeah. and so we're like half falling asleep but we're like no we must stay awake so we can <laughs> hang out with Kayla longer You're So sweet. <laughs> I know I'm a late night person yeah. early morning people
0: but okay thank you so much for sharing that part about like my confidence and being online because I have crazy imposter syndrome for a lot of my life ah. so I would have never known that because I was so nervous so I've never heard you talk that way about me or thought that you thought I was so confident going to all these places in my underwear because I don't see myself like that. Like, I'm just this girl who lives in a small town. I barely wear makeup and go to Costco every week. And (laughs) you know what
1: I mean? We're here for it. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: I'm just super down to earth. So when I hear people speak like that, I'm like, huh? Like, what are you? What? That's so cool. Wow. That girl sounds awesome, too. Like, I love her. It's just this, like, different side of me. So thank you so much for saying that and sharing that. Of course.
1: And you know what? I think think that's something that I appreciate about you is that I think both you and I, I think we understand where we came from. And I think there's, like, a humbleness. And, like, I, I don't think that, you know, what we do now... Mm-hmm. Is really like it hasn't changed, I think, who we are. Right. Yeah. And I yeah, I respect that so much. So one of the first okay. things that we did together was we created a video on sort of like coming out like later in life. Yes. And I was so excited that you wanted to do this video. You know, when we like started chatting and you were telling me how you were kind of a late in life le- late in life lesbian. Yep. I was like, oh, okay, let's dive into that. Cause I have not met someone that was like this. And I'm like, <laughs> let's get into it. So I mean, like, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what okay. what was that experience? Like, like, for you, how old were you when you finally came out?
0: Yeah. Okay. So it was terrifying. And I think it was terrifying because first I had to come out to myself, which we don't hear a lot of people talk about online. We talk about, like, the coming out to our families, to friends, to social media. And... I was just so in the closet that I didn't even realize I was gay. And I think like when we hear people talk about being confused, like I can use that word now, but when I was in it, I was lost like, I did not have a clue, even though, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, I think back to some of the things that I used to dream about and fantasize about and, you know, not dating a man for five years and thinking I was asexual and, you know, keeping a tally of how many girls I kissed in high school mm-hmm. and bragging about that. You know, those are kind of queer things. Um, But I didn't, I honestly didn't realize I was gay. Like, I thought these were all, like, normal experiences that, you know, you're questioning. Um, so I didn't come out till I was 32 years old. Wow! I lived in a family that was extremely homophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the worst kind of homophobia to me is like the liberals who yes. think they're being progressive and that they're open and accepting, but they're not. Um, and I remember thinking before I came out, this was like during the pandemic, um, TikTok really opened my eyes because it was the first time that I saw what lesbian representation could Mm. look like. So I had it in my mind that if you were gay and you were a lesbian or bi, pansexual, whatever your label is, or you want it to be, that you had to find all women attractive.
1: Yes. Which is not true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know that. I was like, well, if, if you're gay, then like you would like all women, they're all beautiful. Um, No. So that's not a thing. Um, It's okay to (laughs) not find every woman attractive. Just like if you were dating men, you don't have to find every man attractive or a non-binary person, whomever that may be. And then TikTok opened up my eyes to like every type of lesbian there was. Mm -hmm. And I discovered soft masculine lesbians and my like TikTok just knew. TikTok, my whole algorithm was lesbians. And I remember like falling asleep one night and I was like, you know, if I'm gay, I'm never coming out. I'm taking it to the grave. Yeah. I genuinely thought that at this point, I still didn't think I was gay. Mm -hmm. I was like questioning. I would like message friends and I would ask them, how do you know if you're um, questioning your sexuality or if you're queer? Mm -hmm. Not realizing that that... That question is
1: you questioning. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I just, I really didn't have a clue and I just was trying to seek it out. And um, yeah, so TikTok knew it for me. Okay. And then I still thought like, this is just not something that I can have in my life. And I couldn't have that honesty with myself that it was going to be acceptable for me. Mm -hmm. Never mind my family, because I was just so scared of what I would lose. If I did come out to myself, there was so much fear of rejection and I have that fear of rejection from childhood and abandonment. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't willing to lose anything for my identity.
1: And I think it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, I think like you, I also, you know, I was bullied like almost my whole life Mm -hmm. about being gay, but like, I really resisted it. And I was like, no, that's not me. Like, I was like, I never understood that. And like, I, you know, even though when I look back on my life and I yes. look at all those sort of my queer tendencies or like the things that I yes. would be really excited about, but I never registered it in my mind as like being queer. Yes. You know, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, like I'm gonna find a girl and that's that's gonna be it. And like, yes. So you know, and I, I totally agree. And I, and I think like you're you're right. So then once you do come to the realization of, like, okay, I, I have this reference point. So, like, for you, TikTok, for me, it was, like, yes. seeing another queer person that was effeminate. Really? And I was, like, okay, like, no, this is actually who I want to be <sighs> or this is who I'm, like, I, maybe I'm attracted to. Yes. You know, it's, like, but then you're, like, faced with that that fear and that decision of, like, okay, like, Am I going to, like, put my family and the people around me first or am I going to put myself first? And I think that that's a really, like, that's probably one of the most, like, terrifying steps, especially if you don't have a support system. There we go. Perfect. perfect. So I think it's really terrifying if you don't have that, like, safe space or that support system around you to really make that decision. So I guess, like, then what was what was the turning point of like, I'm choosing my authenticity over my sort of safety and like you taking that sort of step to coming out? So I
0: really started to explore my sexuality more for myself, not for Mm -hmm. the male gaze. And I Mm -hmm. think that's really important to highlight here because in the past when I had, again, these were all signs that I was gay, um, said to boyfriends, hey, I think I might be bisexual or hey, I want to go to the gay bar more to explore that ran back in the closet each time (laughs) i was doing it i think more for the male gaze um i would say i was doing it to please my boyfriend Mm -hmm. or i was kissing girls because it was attractive to them i never got to experience that for me yes so i finally decided that without any men in my life and being single for five years i was going to try to date women i love it yes without anyone else and um that was going to be hard because I, I didn't know how to do this. I didn't have a lot of like queer friends at the time I I did on social media. So I asked them Mm -hmm. and I rallied for their support of how to do this. And I, I did it terribly. Um, I slid into DMs <laughs> with like, hey, you're hot. Want to go for a date? Like, you know, it, it wasn't polished, yeah. but we got the job done. Okay. So so I went on my first date with someone in California, and they were like very aware of my situation, and how I thought I was pansexual, and that, you know, I really wanted to go on a date with mm-hmm. a woman and experience that. And, and I had done it once in San Diego, and I didn't feel those sparks. Mm-hmm. It just, she felt like a friend. Yeah. Um and I was like, damn, like, am I? Ah, oh, it's not there. Not realizing, like, hey, you're you're just not a match for everyone. Yes, and um, I'm gonna be really honest. This is an honest podcast. Exactly. You guys talk about sex here, <laughs> okay? So I had sex with her. Yes, and I came for the first time. And normally, when I like sleep with people the first yes. time, I have a panic attack and I can't do it.
1: Oh, whoa. Like literally
0: can't breathe, panic attack. And like we end up having sex. I had the best orgasm of <laughs> yes. my life, and I was like, and I was like wow you're so nice to me like this is what it could be like genuine Mm -hmm. conversation uh the way that my body was cherished just everything clicked and it felt like joy pure joy and heaven and i was like i love this this is like i may not be a lesbian i didn't know that part yet but I was like, I am queer. Like I am queer and I am so happy. And the anxiety and the panic that I would normally feel in these like sexually intimate Mm -hmm. moments was gone. There was peace. And my body was like, amen, this is it, girl, this is it.
1: It's so true because it's like, it's sort of, it is, I think it's like this unexplainable attraction of like, and and wholeness that I think you feel sort of in these sort of situations that there's just, there's something that feels different and it feels so right.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really hard because- I struggle with like a lot of anxiety and mental mm-hmm. health. So I've learned not to trust my body. Yeah. Because it's like, no, that's just anxiety. That's just anxiety. It's not my body warning me or telling mm. me something. So trust is a huge issue I have with me, but. When you start to feel that peace and you really start to listen to it on what's making you feel safe. And when you're experiencing these first times, you know, with women, Mm -hmm. and I'm a woman, and it felt that safety and security. That's telling you something. That's telling you. That that might be where your life's leading, yes. and that's beautiful.
1: And and you know, and, and it's an evolution, right? Thank like, you. yes, to so kind of like what you were what you were also saying before too. It's like, you know, you're not attracted to every woman, so like now you yes. have to go and explore and like figure out, okay, like you know, what is the type of lover that I sort of want, yes. you know? And it's like you know, so, like, a funny example for me, like, when I, because, like, I grew up in Nova Scotia, which Mm -hmm. is, like, very white, Mm -hmm. you know, there is, like, no diversity at all, so, you know, when I came to Toronto, I was, like, oh, my gosh, let me try every spice, you know, like, because it was just, (laughs) like, I wanted to connect with people from different, like, backgrounds Mm -hmm. and hear their stories of being queer and, like, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of cultures have influence on, like, the type of, like, how queer people are, and it was very interesting to me, you know, so it was, like, I feel like I, you know, got to taste the rainbow. Oh my God, I
0: just <laughs> said that in my head. I'm like, this is excellent. Yes, as you should.
1: Yeah. And then you land on like what where, where you're attracted to. And also for me, that's changed over the years, you know? I'm as intrigued. I've gotten older, I've gotten way more into like, you know, older men or like Ooh. very, I don't know. It's like, it's different. Like, I, I think I i was very attracted when I was younger to like more effeminate, like androgynous people like myself. Okay. You know? And like, I, but to me, I think that was more of like a safety thing of mm. like, I was choosing these sort of people because I, I felt secure and I felt like they weren't going to judge me. Oh, you know? okay. Which yeah. is interesting. But like, I think the true kind of like, Person that I was very, uh, that I, I think was way more attracted to was like someone who really presented a lot more masculine than I did, you know? So. Yeah, it's interesting when you, like, kind of break it down. Um, but I do want to go back a little bit. And okay. so I'm curious, like, so when you you went on these, like, first few dates. Yeah. Was that, like, did you go on Tinder? Like, how did you connect with these people?
0: Okay, so I went on a few different apps that were recommended. One's called Her, H-E-R. Mm. Another one was Bumble. I think I did Tinder and Hinge. Okay. Um, and I think I had... <laughs> I'm like trying to think back. I think her was the one I went on my first date with, and that was in San Diego. The second person I met, I was staying um, with a friend in LA, and she actually lived in the house. So that's how I met her. And then the next person I met, I- I've tried this new theory of dating because I'm not doing well online. I'm just going to be so honest about it. Um, I'm not matching online yeah. with anyone. And I don't know whether that's because, like, in the lesbian community, it's so specific. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I'm plus size. Um, I think it's because I'm plus size. But anyways, I'm finding it really hard. So I've gone to sliding into DMs, which I don't know how classy that is, but I'm convinced that that's how I will meet my person.
1: Okay. Hey. As yeah. long as it feels safe, then that's good. Yeah, I think it's hard to navigate those, like, apps, like, especially because, like, when you went on, like, in your, like, you said you were 32. Like, was yeah. that your first time that you ever used them? Or did you use them previously to, like, try to date men?
0: So, like, I had used, like, plenty of fish okay, to date yeah. my last boyfriend. I did Tinder a couple times. I think when I, I met one of my girlfriends on Bumble. Yeah. Um, But... I don't feel like you really get to know the person on these. And it's like super superficial. And I'm not the type of person who wants to text. Like I'm not a texter in my friendships. I'm not a text. Like I'm just not that person. I'm like, let's go meet in person. Let's have a conversation. Like I want to see if there's chemistry. What's Mm -hmm. our conversation? Like there's more than appearance to me. I need to see how we flow, how we vibe. Totally. How about you? Like, what's, what do you like? How do you like to date? Yeah.
1: I mean, so I was a bit, I'm like, have to admit, I was definitely like a bit of a serial dater. Oh, you man. know, like I feel Tell like I was more. going from like one fling to the next fling. You know, like I yeah. definitely, I think I like filled a void in my mm-hmm. life when I was younger with like, I needed someone to make me feel secure. Okay. You yeah. know, like in who I was. So, you know, I definitely like dated a lot of people and like mm-hmm. was like, as soon as you broke up, I was like back on the apps and was just like going yep. and trying to go on dates with people. But, but I agree with you. Like, I think the physical like meeting in person was like where I like really could understand whether or not I was like in, into this sort of person. Mm-hmm. And, and also like I needed them to see me beyond like my photos. Right. Because I think a lot of the time, like when I was getting back into using the apps, it's like your social media was kind of linked to it. So it's like, yeah, I was a, a bit like, I don't want people just to see me as this like mm-hmm. model or whatever. And like, I think I'm more than just like what you see online, especially yes. at that time. So, yeah, yeah, I I was just actually
0: curious of that because you're so gorgeous. <laughs> uh, I remember after I met you, by the way, I like was talking to people online, and I'm like, they're just that beautiful and real oh. too. I was like, their hair is that shiny <laughs> yeah, every time I talk to That's people hilarious. and they're like what smiles like I'm like exactly like that like they're just stunning
1: oh my god um
0: but okay first of all I'd like to know what yes. apps were you on and did you find like a lot of people came to you just for like your looks and the beauty of you versus like wanting to get deeper
1: so I definitely felt like it was like like, I feel like, in, especially in the queer community, there's, like, I call it, like, trophying, you okay. know? And it's, like, I feel like a lot of queer people, like, hook up with different types of queer people because they want the trophy of being, like, I hooked up with them and, like, the okay. bragging rights. So it's, like, I felt like that happened a lot with me, which was, like, really frustrating, you yeah. know? Because, like, we would finally, like, you know, have sex or whatever, and then mm. I wouldn't hear from them again. Ugh. Or, like, they would ghost me or whatever. So that was, like, that also, like... I have abandonment issues as well. And so, like, that would, like, highly trigger that. But I was I was using, like, Tinder. I was using, like, Bumble. Mm-hmm. I was using Okay Cupid. Like, Ooh, I was literally on, okay. like, all of them trying to, like, find someone, you yep. know? But I realized, I think, after, you know, a lot of, like, failed bad relationships that I just needed to, like, be alone and mm-hmm. work on myself. And that was the relationship that I think I really needed. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I remember because, um... So I love this podcast a lot. Yeah. Like when Miles invited me on, I literally texted back, shut up. Um, <laughs> I was so excited. That, that's a term of endearment for me. But you said you had been single for many years before you and Tyler yeah, started Yeah, it was like
1: almost four years that I was single for. So wow. yeah, it was that was a long time. It was the longest I've ever been single. But I sort of had set this goal for myself of like, you know what? I need to work through my shit. And like, I need yep. to be comfortable being alone because I felt so uncomfortable with it. You know? and I, And I <sighs> yeah. think we don't realize that I think a lot of people like when you're in relationships that we often rely on the other person to give us what we need. Yep. And like, we need to learn how to give that to ourselves first before we can like really let someone into our lives. Because yep. if we don't understand that self-relationship, then it's just going to cause problems. I think in your own relationship, you are in with another person because you're going to be projecting that shit onto them. 100%. Yeah.
0: Like 100%. I remember before I stated. Started dating women, I was convinced that I had taken the five years. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? because it's going to sound really mean, actually, because um, I was like, OK, how many losers do you date before you realize that you're the problem? Oh, my God. And like do the
1: work. <laughs> totally. But we choose people that feel safe, right? That like also activate those sort of like bad sides of ourselves, right? Or like learning sides of ourselves.
0: Yeah. And I think like it can be really challenging. Like I think about my last relationship and mm-hmm. like I'm not proud yeah. in some of the ways that I showed up. And I do think. That there is a lot of work that continues to need to be done. And it's so important, like, especially you, like, and myself, like, recognizing Mm -hmm. that and taking that kind of time to do the work and be ready for love Mm -hmm. is one of the kindest, most beautiful forms of self-love that you can do for yourself.
1: I completely agree.
0: Especially, like, when you've taken your whole life to try to figure out what your sexuality is and your identity is. And then, you know, now you're trying to figure out what dating's like and intimacy and you're not conforming anymore either when you're queer, like you're not following any kind of heteronormative relationship or rule book Mm -hmm. anymore. And you have to unpack that too. Yeah. And there's like, there's a lot of trauma you've potentially been through most likely been through that you need to work through. Like there's just, there's a lot. And I don't think people realize that. No,
1: they don't. And it's like, you know, I think for you, like you coming out at 32 was basically like you just being born. (laughs) And like, and I think that like people don't recognize that. And then there's like this sort of added sort of pressure of like, okay, you came out, like go get married or like whatever. And it's like, no, like you had the last 32 years of your life to Mm -hmm. figure out who you are and like figure out what you like and what you're attracted to. And like, this is literally like my day one, you know? And, And I, and I think that. A, queer people need to be more patient with themselves and, like, not feel that sort of, like, pressure to, like, try to make something happen super fast Mm -hmm. because it's, like, you know, you need to go on this journey of, like, self-discovery and, like, that's okay. You don't need to have the white picket fence and the the kids if that's what you want, you know? Like, I think I fixated so much on that as a young baby Miles that I, like, missed out, I think, on a lot. Of just, like, experiencing joy because I was so, like, blinded by these, like, heteronorms, right?
0: Thank you for sharing that and for saying that we need that time to really explore that and that, like, it is coming out day one. Mm -hmm. Like, you are experiencing life from the beginning because when I came out, and I'm 34 now, so it's only been a couple of years, I had to relearn it. I'm still relearning who I am now as a lesbian Mm -hmm. as a queer person i do not know what my preferences are sexually Mm -hmm. i do not know even how i want to physically present myself yet
1: totally totally fair
0: like straight kayla was extremely feminine Mm -hmm. and um i had to really sit back at first when i came out i was like i'm gonna cut all my hair off and i'm gonna fall into every lesbian stereotype (laughs) and i'm gonna get two (laughs) nose rings and um (laughs) you know i'm going to go i'm going to go full lesbian yeah. because i want to look I want to look like a lesbian, which is so ridiculous. Like, what does a lesbian look like? Totally. Um, and I thought I had to fall into all of these roles to be valid in my queerness. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm realizing two years later, straight Kayla looks a lot like queer Kayla. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. That doesn't make me any less gay. No,
1: exactly. But
0: I think it's really, really challenging because you have to relearn who you are and go through these um these moments of growth Mm -hmm. and real hardship because you're questioning your identity all over again. It's not even about your sexuality, your identity. Um, And that's been really challenging for me too. And I found that when I was in my first relationship, I felt a lot of validation from that. And it wasn't even about the relationship anymore. So when I broke up with that person, or sorry, when they broke up with me, Mm -hmm. I felt like I lost that. Mm -hmm. Like I was no longer queer enough. Or I wasn't gay because I wasn't in a relationship or I, you know, I didn't deserve to take up spaces like on this podcast or to speak on it on social media mm-hmm. because I didn't have that person with me to say like, oh, look, look, I'm gay. I'm in a relationship, even mm-hmm. though I don't look it from society's point of view. But that's another thing I had to work through it and learn is why don't I feel valid in my queerness? Because I tell all my friends the moment that you come out to yourself, not even to anyone else, mm-hmm. you are queer. You yes. are valid in that. 100%. You are in community. So why do I not believe that for myself? And then we get into unpacking compulsory heterosexuality. Yeah. I haven't even started that yet. Like (laughs) I'm just at the beginning. Totally.
1: Take your time. (laughs) Right.
0: And then, and then even just now I realized that, um, I want to be child free.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: And I'm just, I'm like, and that's okay too. 100%. But it's, it's just all these small moments and, um, I'm learning how to date. Yeah. Dating women is very different than dating men. (laughs)
1: What What's different about it?
0: Like it, 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 you can't just use sex to get everything you
1: want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> you have to
0: put time and effort into things. Um, there's a lot of like really deep intimacy and connection. There's a lot of conversation. It's so beautiful and it becomes really intimate. I mean, not sexually it can, mm-hmm. but it becomes like, Emotionally, extremely intimate to these depths that I was never prepared for. Mm -hmm. And that is terrifying because when that ends, when I went through my first breakup, it crushed my entire soul. Absolutely. So just being prepared for that because women treat you very nicely when you're Mm -hmm. going on your first dates. Like a first lesbian date could last three days.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: You know, someone could show up with flowers, a mixtape. Um, they could memorize all your favorite restaurants, throw up with crystals. You know, that doesn't mean they're in love with you. That's, they're just being kind. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different universe. And um, it's really beautiful. It's <sighs> really beautiful and exciting. And also, um, Really, really confusing. I'm very
1: lost. I'm still
0: very lost in this. Yes. Yes.
1: I feel like, you know, it's like the yin and the yang, right? It comes with all of this, like, amazing, these amazing, like, pieces to it. But I think, as you were mentioning earlier, too, like, I think feeling like the imposter within it, and (sighs) also just, I think, maybe the sort of like lack of people kind of reaching out because of your body positivity, I think, is like. I'm sure that must be really hard to like not internalize that and like how to not like automatically be like oh this person is just not attracted to me or like I don't I don't know like how do you like stop that internal dialogue from happening?
0: So I'm gonna have some like really real things to say right yeah. now that not everyone likes these Th- things. We like
1: we like this. On here. so
0: the lesbian community is really fat phobic for sure. Like. I think the queer community Uh, is really fat Yeah, That needs to be
1: broader because (laughs) a million times percent, super fat phobic. Yeah.
0: And I feel like no one really talks about that because when you think about like the gay community or the queer community, Mm -hmm. you think like, oh, everyone's so unique. We're so accepting as a community. It's all about love and embracing each other. That's bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) It could be like kind of excluding for sure it feels like
1: high school honestly all over again where you have like the popular the popular (gasps) girls or boys or non-binary people and like if you don't fit in turn and like inside of that aesthetic then it's like you're outcasted
0: oh my god you're speaking to my whole heart right now that's how i that's how i feel yeah i feel
1: the same way babe you
0: but you're so like i feel like you're part of the cool crowd
1: I'm like such a lone ranger. I feel really? you know, like I don't know because it's like I think because for me, like on on the like other side, when you know, like you're dating men, like a lot of the time, like feminine, like being feminine, is not like that's actually like a huge negative quality, mm. you know. And it's like it's a you know I, I talk about this a lot on this podcast, but it's like it's so frustrating, you know, where it's like. People have been have been like, you know, wash your face, like, yes. like take off your makeup before you like yep. hang out with me or like, you know, why do you have to wear that or like making fun of my outfits and like, you know, <sighs> they only want that sort of like stripped down kind of version of me, which is not all of me. Right? Yeah, no. So I, I feel you. You know, it's like different like, yes. on, than, than like when it comes to like.
0: No, no, no. But it's still just as valid. I remember you saying on a podcast, I think it was like two weeks ago, you were talking about how one of your partners, every time you came into the house, you would have to take your makeup yeah, off. Literally. And you like dated them for a year. Yeah.
1: So I feel I'm so sorry, but I'm sure like you want to be loved. Exactly, I want to be loved by for who you are,
0: and like I think it's and you said something really interesting as well that I really agreed with. You're like the community is so small already. Yeah. And it's like, you find this person who's like willing to love you, yeah. even if it's only for like 25% of you. And you're like, well, I'm never going to find anyone again. Exactly. So, let's so hold I'm just going to change
1: like everything about me just to give them that 25%. percent And like, exactly. you know, because it's
0: not worth it out there.
1: Yeah. Which is not true. There yeah. is that person out there. There is. I'm going to promise all of you. You just, you know, I think you need to be c- confident enough in yourself and who you are to not compromise that, yes. you know, and that's, and that's honestly, that has taken me, all of my gay life <laughs> to yeah. really get to that point, you know, it's, it's taken me a long time.
0: Yeah, I'm not there yet. That.
1: And it's, it's going to take time, but.
0: Um, going you know. back to it though, yes. like, I think lesbians are unbelievably fat phobic. Yes. I think and it's something that really interests me too is that lesbians seem to like date each other that look like each other. <laughs>
1: I feel they, like I they noticed literally that a lot. look like <laughs> yeah. twins.
0: And I'm like, are, are you just sleeping with yourself like when you have sex (laughs) do you look up and be like i'm so hot sorry I always wonder this I was like now is the time to talk about it
1: yeah I mean I I definitely have seen that and I I see it a lot within like the like gay men community too like there's a lot of this like similarities sort of things it's either that or it's like the polar opposite where you have like the super like feminine kind of like woman and then like the the soft mask you know or very masculine like butch dyke you know kind of things yes yeah
0: yeah so I find too so like on when I go on these dating sites I try to make it really clear that I'm plus size yeah. because I don't want to catfish. Totally. Um, and I'm like, I'm really proud of the work that I do. Like I'm a Absolutely. plus size body positive advocate. Like this isn't just my work. It's my life. And I worked really hard on loving myself mm-hmm. as I am. So I don't want to be with someone who's fat phobic. No. And I'm going to be honest, like I, I don't match with anyone. And when I'm in the community, I don't see a lot of fat people um,
1: it's so true because they probably just don't feel that it's a safe space to be who they are. Right? I feel like
0: there's a lot of like conversation about it being a safe space, but I don't see that actually happening.
1: hmm totally it's so true though because like even like I was you know talking with someone and they were like telling me about their pride and that there was like this person that was like constantly making fun of like the plus-size people that were like at parties and it's like that's a very real reality like there is like this like elite elitistness of like fat phobia that just like exists and it's so frustrating I think even you know even for me like it's I it's been something that I've also had to like I think just change the way that I view my myself too, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like, as I'm getting older, it's like, I don't, like I'm gaining more weight and that's Mm -hmm. like a a natural like progression. It's like, I'm not my like teens anymore. I'm in my thirties. And like, you know, I think just as a society, we have just like shamed people on so many levels, you know, it's like being the brunt of every joke or like, it's just like, it's not cool. And Mm -hmm. like, we need to change that dialogue.
0: Yeah. It's not at all. And I remember my last partner I was with, they were, and I'm just going to drop some sizes for reference. Okay. So I'm a size 20 Um, they were a size large, extra large, and they were concerned about being too fat to date again. (sighs) And they're in like what we call straight sizes. So they can fit into all the stores at the mall. Whereas I'm plus size and I usually have to go to a plus size section or Mm -hmm. a plus size store. Um, and it just like really made me realize that, um, there is a difference. And if we have people who are a size large, yes who are concerned about dating, what does that look like for plus-size people? I also don't see a ton of plus-size people on the dating apps at all. When I go to events, I maybe see a handful of plus-size people at queer events. Um, I always wondered, though, if gay men were more accepting, and it was only for this reason, Mm -hmm. because you have the bear community.
1: Totally. But it's interesting because I feel like that community on its own, which is like they very much, I feel like, keep to themselves. And it's like, you know, they have their own bars, they have their own spaces, and it's like, it's very rare that I feel like you see sort of like that intermixing, like, maybe in more, like, very, like, masculine sort of, like, presenting bars, you know, Mm. that you'll maybe see a bit of, like, that sort of turnover, but... Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's all like okay. Like if you went to like a circuit party, you're basically look it looked like someone unloaded like the Abercrombie models, like all into one room. You know, it's like if you don't have like eight abs, then you're not welcome in the door.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think the beauty standards for gay men is absolutely unreal. Another thing I wouldn't mind mentioning, and um, I know this is like a hot topic in the lesbian world, and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. A lot of lesbians are biphobic. When I thought that I was like potentially pansexual or bi and I was on the dating apps, um, it was impossible. So I lied and said I was a lesbian Mm -hmm. and I was able to talk to more people. And it is 100% a thing. And I've heard lesbians online recently, and this is their defense to it, is that They want to have shared experience and date other lesbians because they have that experience of being a lesbian. Therefore, it's not biphobia. It's just wanting to date people who, you know, live the same life as you. And I'm like, part of me is like, okay. Like, I I understand wanting shared life experiences. And at the same time, it's giving biphobia.
1: Exactly. I think it's like a very much a projection of like, you know that you're like oh well like maybe this person will leave me for someone else but it's like they can leave you for anyone like it doesn't matter what what their preferences are like wow yeah I think that like very much stems from like an individual's like insecurities but I agree I think it's I think it's very interesting and uh, across the board you know like I think like I feel so bad for so many like bi people within our community because they're just like constantly made fun of as well and it's like A lot of the time, bi is, like, the next step on, like, their journey of self-discovery, right? Because that feels comfortable. And it's, like, we shouldn't be denying people that experience, you know, and having to, like, force them into something that maybe they're not 100% about.
0: I completely agree with you. And I know that some people who are bi get really upset um, how... Some of us have identified as bi on our journey to our gayness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll be honest, like for me personally, that felt like a safe way to come out and to like test the waters to use those types of labels. And that, that was definitely part of my journey. I identify as a lesbian and the way that I realized I was is that I was in a car and this is going to be really brash, but I looked at the person I was with at the time and I said, you know, when I think about sucking dick, I want to vomit and she goes to me, you might be a lesbian. <laughs> and I was, I, I thought on that for a while. Yeah. Um, and I was with someone who was biphobic and I yeah. was like, you know, I don't think I would be with men again though, yeah. because like, I really feel physically ill when I think about that. I don't have anything against men. Like I am with, I'm with, you're non-binary, sorry. I'm like, I love Tyler. I love men. I can be in their presence. But like sexually, I have this feeling inside my body. That's how I recognize that I'm gay. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? I like went off on a tangent and I'm like, Oh my God, what happened?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure where we were going, but you know, I was here for the conversation. Yeah. I
0: was like, I was like, and that, that my friends is how I realized I was gay, Yeah, but yeah, I had to stop. I had to dip my toes in the bi world first Mm -hmm. to feel safe enough to come out as gay. And I wanted to share how I came out as a lesbian and knew that because no one had ever explained how they realized they were a lesbian too. Thank you. And good night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate you. So, I like also, I think like on this sort of journey of like your body positivity and like coming out, like, did you like start your body positivity before you came out? Or like, was that like together at the same time? Like, where did, like, where did that? Where did that come from?
0: Yeah. So my body positivity started around five, six years ago. I gained a ton of weight after coming back from like working in California Mm -hmm. and driving down the coast. And I decided to step in front of a camera and share how insecure I felt about my body. And I decided I was (laughs) going to do the Dr. Bernstein's diet.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah.
0: And I was like going to lose all this weight. And I was like, you know, it's going to be so epic. I'm going to pose at these iconic locations in my underwear mm-hmm. as I lose weight mm. to show that your body is beautiful at every shape and size. Yes. So I started that campaign um, during Pride Month. Yeah. Not knowing I was gay. So funny. Um, in the gay village. Some
1: foreshadowing. Yeah. And yeah.
0: I wore the entire Levi's Pride Collection and Converse Pride Collection. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, my, my old lesbian um, roommates, married couple... Um, They said, you know, you're the straightest, gayest ally we've ever met. (laughs) I rode hard. Um, But after going to Nova Scotia, actually, my first big iconic location was Peggy's Cove. Oh, I love it. And I realized that at a size four, I didn't love myself. And then I was an extra large size 10 and I didn't love myself. So the issue actually wasn't about my weight. It was about me Mm -hmm. and I quit diet culture. Love it. Yeah. And I continued to go on this body positivity journey of self-love and body liberation and posing around the world at these iconic locations, Mm -hmm. Um, just being my most vulnerable self. And it was never meant to become a career. It Mm -hmm. was just a passion to openly share the struggles and insecurities I had about my body and my mental health Mm -hmm. and- I don't know how it turned into this, um, but it manifested
1: within itself. I think.
0: Yeah. It just, um, it felt so thrilling. And I, I started to become more confident in every location. And I felt like I was really helping people Mm -hmm. and it it inspired me and empowered me. And it made me feel so fulfilled. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And in doing that work and being able to do therapy as well, And learning to love myself is when I was finally able to make space and room for me to be able to finally realize I was gay. Yeah. I don't think if I hadn't done that work, I don't think I could have ever came out to myself.
1: Absolutely. Because I think that was probably a huge barrier, you know? And it was like this wall of, I'm sure, shame that was like standing in front of you from just getting to know who you are, you know, deep down, right? Yeah, well, i think that's amazing and i haven't actually heard like where this sort of started so i love that you took something that's so toxic like diet culture and like turned it into something so magical and beautiful and you're right you are inspiring like so many people i think thank out you. there with with what you're doing so thank
0: you yeah it's been a it's been a journey
1: Oh, well, I'm so proud of you, babe. And thank you so much for coming on this episode with me. This was amazing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I feel like I need, need to have you for another one because there's so many other <gasps> things I want to talk about. Let's
0: do this. It's like a mini-series manifest Here for it. <laughs> <laughs>